Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about outsourcing and inefficiency. So let's get into it. So the question in question here was a little bit of a story, but the short version was, Frederick, I have a friend who works for a big company where he they outsource all of their new projects to consultants and then he, the in-house staff takes over the in-house projects and means to maintain them. This is very inefficient. Why is it working this way? And the short answer is your friend is probably under the wrong management and in the wrong column, the cost column. That's very likely or scheduling column at least. That's very likely what's going on. Let me explain. So basically the story here was that as I was saying, there's a friend of this programmer, he's working as in-house staff in a, in a large company, and most of the new projects that they have, like they themselves, they have like all their different systems that makes up like the bulk of the company's code base. And then when they have new projects or new initiatives and so forth, they usually hire a consultancy to do the work and then they take over ownership once the proof of concept is made. And the person was, was kind of in this case asking, like they have all this knowledgeable staff, why is it that they would outsource that work to an external party just because, I mean, the people outside may not know as much. And this is absolutely correct. The, this is very likely what is going on. And the sad fact is that the, it's likely just due to extremely poor planning and ma resource management on the company's side. And I'm sorry to say that this is not uncommon where this sort of work is actually happening. I've actually been part of this myself as well, and I know exactly how it goes. So when you're working as an in-house staff in a large corporation, what you have to understand is that a large corporation is usually made up of so many different chapters or departments that they might have something that is truly, truly idiotic. And that is that they have high level management who imposes certain restrictions on the departments, such as you're only allowed to have this amount of people, your budget is this big, we are having a hiring, we have a hiring stop. And that's coming from one higher department. And then from another department, they say, well, you're still going to have to deliver just gonna have to deliver like you had twice the people that you have but and then your manager or whoever is gonna say well uh, but we're we have a hiring stop yeah but that doesn't matter that's not in my column you you like in my column this is what's gonna happen you're in that department there are responsible for setting the hiring requirements or like the hiring restrictions and it's a classic problem of like the left hand hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing and everybody's I'm not gonna say too much about this but they're more or less in it for themselves like each since it's just a pyramid, the person who's, who's setting the demand that you're going to have to produce at a certain rate, their boss looks at them and therefore they need you to do something. And then the person who's saying to you that, you know, well, no, we're going to have to cut costs because in my column, I'm, I'm, we're spending too much. My numbers are telling me that we're spending too much on, on staff. So we're going to have to cut that. That's the easiest way to cut costs. Usually you don't hire more people or you reduce the amount of people you have, right? And since they're not in sync or not in aligned, 
then you suffer. So now your manager needs to do the same thing. You can almost think of it as a really, you as a developer trying to get around a really messy code base or like legacy. This is some weird bureaucracy bullshit that is taking care and uh, taking part <laughs> that is happening in your company. And now you have to figure out, okay, so how am I gonna deal with this? Well, on paper, this is once again the thing, like this is usually what happens when the managers and the company, like they value things that are look, gonna look good on paper more than the health of the company. So what they, your manager might do in that scenario will, is to say, okay, well, my budget for hiring staff is, is done now. I can't hire more people and I need to deliver faster. And we have a backlog that is like really, really thick and all, my, all of my developers are at capacity. Well, I do have another budget that I'm allowed to use for external resources, such as consultants. That's something I can do. So they might go and say, okay, well, all right, uh, we will have this new innovative project so we can, we want to paralyze some work. They want to deliver faster, but they're not allowed to have more developers. So what they do is that they hire a consultancy to build this new thing. And this is so dumb that it's almost frightening. The one time you should ever, ever, ever do this is if you are truly creating a completely new project or you can basically guarantee that this is like a really isolated feature because otherwise what's gonna happen is the thing that is very likely happening at your, your oh, that's what the subscriber was saying anyway, this is pretty much what's happening at his friend's company. And that is that the people who work at that consultancy will do what consultants usually do. They will meet the deadline and they will have to do that in a fraction of the time it takes to actually understand this big, large, complicated system. And usually when you have people who don't really know the system, like the actual main code base all that well, they're gonna build something that sort of works, maybe and odds are that it's not gonna fit into the large picture or the large, like if you have an architect or something like that, it might be that this new system is really not gonna be a good fit for the main, for like the other systems. And then they develop that and usually they, they're gonna make it look very impressive or it's going to look, um, in some, it's gonna look good for your manager. Oh, I could deliver this even though I have restrictions. It's gonna give me a promotion or something like that. And then of course, now the proof of concepts is done and then it's time for you as the, or the people who are the in-house staff to take over. And that handoff is usually gonna end you with, oh, some very, very clever, see, truly senior developer on the other side, they built the whole thing in Elixir. Oh no, they built the whole thing in Gatsby or WordPress or something like that. And the main code base is in Java or something. Hmm. Does anybody here know this stuff? I hope so because we're gonna have to maintain it now. And that's usually what how it goes. Like the consultancy agents, the consultants, they usually build something that is not going to have the same considerations as you would have had if you had a deeper understanding of the main code base and then now it's time to maintain it. And what's, what's horrible about this is that usually what happens is that the people who maintain it now, like on paper, you the company just saved time. And sure, getting this thing out the door may have saved your time, but now it's very likely that even more time is going to be taken away from your in-house staff. And the system is very likely going to be even more shit than it was. 
And all of this time is going to go into maintaining this thing and making like usually a proof of concept is never finished. Like it's just, you know, you need a set, a set, a few set features that don't need to get in place. And then it's continued development from there. And the maintenance for a system that is a little bit half baked or not that thought through or poorly designed, this is where architecture, it makes, plays a major role. When these things are not part of the equation, odds are that you saved some time getting the thing to a proof of concept stage, but now you're going to cost tons and tons of, it's going to cost tons of time to just maintain it. So I'm not saying that this is always the case, but it's not that often that I see that this turns out so well that it was just a win. Usually it's a, you're, it's a lie. It's a, it's a mental mistake. It's a illusion that this is actually saving time because usually it doesn't actually save time. So what I want you to take away from this is that if you're working in this fashion and you see that, oh, well, the company is hiring a bunch of, a bunch of consultancies to build all new things for the company and then the in-house staff takes over, it's usually due to the fact that the company has a really weird organizational structure where this is the way that it goes. Like they don't for some reason want to hire more people to the company, but all, all their in-house staff, they're at capacity. So how do you increase productivity? Well, then you hire consultants. That's a very common strategy. The problem with this is, as you're probably, this person is probably noticing, is that then your probably like your new systems are being developed by people, and sometimes different consultancies, by people who don't have any fucking idea how the main code base works. Like ideally, the in-house staff should be doing this development, but they're not allowed to because they're already at capacity of doing a bunch of other stuff, and you can't hire more people because someone said that you can't. Go figure, right? So you have this budget to hire consultants or like this becomes your only option and here you are. And usually, I'm sorry to say, this ends up with the proof of concept of this new thing going very quickly and then it slows everybody down that works in-house because now they need to fit this other weird looking thing into the other suite of weird looking things that they have. Have a great day.